This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your thyroid levels? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in just five days. Did you know that 42% of people have said that they have never tested their thyroid function? Thyroid function is important for a number of different functions, regulating metabolism, stimulating digestion, bone maintenance, brain development, cardiovascular health, and a number of other things. So how does this process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in the prepaid label, and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormone health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants me to invite you to join their community with 30% off using the code BADLY30. That's 30% off using code BADLY30 in all caps. It's good to know to check yourself. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. <laughs> and how has your week been? It's okay. I was mm. back to work this week. It's <sighs> the huge. Mm-hmm. You guys, I I I got nothing. <laughs> uh, work was busy for me this week. I'm pretty sure I got smart with a coworker on Friday and might have to apologize tomorrow. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare! They was getting on my nerves. Don't you dare apologize! Don't so. you dare apologize! <laughs> You probably deserved it. I mean. <laughs> so don't apologize. Uh, Literally do not apologize. Um, This weekend I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, on the weekends when you don't do nothing, at least you watch or binge something. I ain't even do that. Me either. Like, I don't know what I did. Me either. Like, where did the days go? Like, I know I worked out, but outside of that, and I know I fed my face, but... <laughs> Outside of that, I don't know what I did with this weekend, and I need another day. I mean, I bought a plant. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I showered. Well, that seems lovely, too. <laughs> Anything else to do? I bought a coffee table. Lovely, lovely. It sounds lovely. No, it's not. I gotta stop spending money. Oh, well, I'm good. shopping way <laughs> too much. Mm-mm. But what is going on in the media? Um, well, I just want to start off with like I feel like we're still fresh for us all. Yeah. Um, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Mm-hmm. He had cancer, which was never publicly put out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, while his looks were heavily speculated. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing was ever put out. So I think 
Yeah. Hearing that announcement truly just shocked and took everyone aback. Especially because I think a lot of times because actors' bodies are also are often also a part of their role. Correct. I think a lot of people just assume like, oh, they're preparing for a role. Correct. I mean, um, I saw it and I thought movie too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do lose weight when you're sick. Mm-hmm. But excuse me, y'all. I didn't think cancer. Mm-mm. I didn't. Yeah. So. I was on Twitter and I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? It just totally yeah. disturbed my spirit. I felt really sad about it. He was mm-hmm. very young, um, very impactful in his career, especially in black culture. Mm-hmm. And I just think it hurt all of us. Yeah, and um, I think it was almost like, it, it was another instance where it's like you see it and then you like double check and you're like uh uh-uh, uh this gotta be a hope. right like, like there's something right, yeah. right. um and i'm just so young so. very much so and i wanted to say something because i know that like um it's okay to feel like you're grieving mm-hmm. and i want to remind people some reasons why you grieve people you don't really know mm-hmm. um i got this from melanin and mental health so one their work helped us get through a difficult time in our lives their work expired our dreams and goals. They modeled a possibility. Their death triggers our grief of previous loss. Their passing activates our fears around death. So, like, for me, it was definitely four and five. Mm-hmm. I've never been someone... I don't... I don't I'm not going to say people like death, but, like, death um, bothers me on a higher level than the average person. Right. Um, it's something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm reasons why I can't watch the news that much. Like, like I can't watch movies with a lot of violence and death. It just has always been that way. Yeah. So, this this messed with me for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I just felt horrible for his wife and his family. Mm-hmm. I mean... Which most people didn't even know that they were actually married because they got engaged last year. But they probably got married. Um, probably with what was going on yeah. they wanted to you know yeah have time and be married because mm-hmm. they didn't know mm-hmm. i don't know because he didn't publicize it you don't know his journey with it or if at this point well, there was know. any more if there was any level of acceptance or like he knew yeah because some with some people they know they know yeah and they prepare in, in ways that they you know feel comfortable preparing mm-hmm. Anyway, Cause, and I follow one person. He's like a director, not very well known, but he said that he was working on a project with him, and he knew that he was sick, but he didn't know the severity of the sickness. Yeah. Um, and so some people in you know around him did know that he was sick, but then like there are people like um, Ryan Coogler who said like the whole time he knew him, he had cancer and never knew. So, there were some people around him that knew and some people that didn't, but I think many people just did not know the severity. Correct. And so, you wonder if he knew Correct. in those last months that this was the last month. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, and even made me think about certain projects he's taken on. Mm-hmm. Was that all purposeful? Right. Um, not saying you can't survive colon cancer because you can, but... Mm-hmm. Did they have any influence on certain films and things he took on? Right. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But just and even upcoming projects that he still had yeah. in the works. Like he was supposed to be having a movie with Kevin Hart soon and all those other things. So So just condolences to 
Yeah. His family, his friends, his loved ones. Mm-hmm. Tough time. Um, especially under the pandemic where mm-hmm. you typically can't do the same as you would if we weren't right. in this space. Yeah. Like, so I do appreciate, though, like, some drive-in movie theaters are going to play it um, the next weekend. They're also doing weekend, a but. tribute on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't even know if I want to watch it. I know I will eventually. Yeah. Um, so, it's just, ugh, just a shame. Yeah, it's hard. So, um... Especially for kids. Truly. I mean... I know some people with kids that are just like, we're going to wait to tell them. Because of the quarantine that they can't, other kids can't tell them as easily, they're like, we're just going to wait a little bit. Well, you know, it goes to just his impact. There's so many Mm -hmm. black children who got this, just with Black Panther alone, it's a superhero. Yeah. They see him and and that's, that is Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Um... And we all know representation matters. Mm -hmm. And so, something that we didn't have their age. Right. So, not in this big way that Black Panther came on the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't even think of one. That's what I'm saying. Like, not not the way... We was dressed like Mulan and Ish and Jasmine. (laughs) Figgity facts. Because I was Princess Jasmine (laughs) on Halloween. And then the next year, I was Mulan. So, so freaking lootly. That's so funny. I chose those two. <laughs> Seriously. It's like made my spirit new not to be the white ones. Like I had to, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it was my mother. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I actually was truly obsessed with Mulan when I came out. Yeah. I was so into that. But anyway. Are you going to um pay for the one that's coming out next week? That the $32? Quick side one? note. Yeah. Because I, I did want to until here's, I saw the price and I was like, ooh. Here's the skinny on that. <laughs> I, I, the first things first, when I first heard about the Mulan and was told that it was going to be more, um, it was going to be more culturally respectable. Yeah. I hate to be like, I was like, oh, really? (laughs) And it sounds really horrible, y'all, but clearly I'm used to the culturally insensitive animated Mulan. Right. Be a man. Like, and then when I heard no singing... No little dragon? No Mushu? I was like... I think Mushu was the thing that most people were upset about. I wanted the songs, too. I was like, no singing? No Mushu? Um, what is this? Yeah. I know that's not right. Because I do appreciate them... Mm-hmm. Um, upgrading it. Upgrading it and making it making it better, truly. And, and kind of pretty respectful much making it his own thing. And, and making it right. Yeah. So, with that being said, I already was like, well, I don't know now. Because I, I know. I know how that sounds. Then when I saw the price, I didn't even want to pay, what was it? The, $20. The $20 for uh, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross movie. I would have paid 20 for Mulan, though. But 30 something. 30 is like pushing. 33 or 35 And then it's like, how many days I get to keep it? One. Like, <laughs> see. see, this is the thing. See. To me, that's only worth it if you have children. And as five a single, of them at that. As like, a single gal. Get the neighbor's kids over here. Like. As a single gal, I'm paying $33 for myself. And that I'm only, sharing passwords with somebody and, that and we splitting the And cars. that's no, I don't, like, I am not at the Cinebistro. If I'm paying $33, I'm going to be winding down at the Cinebistro. <laughs> and to be know that, I got to sit in my own house. Yeah. 
That's why I'm gonna see if the drive-through is playing it because that's the cheapest way to go see it at this point. I'm gonna see if they. I mean, I feel like it's only worth it unless, you know, few y'all put in together. Yeah. You know, maybe have a socially distance. Uh, I've seen some families do like um socially distance, socially distance. Like movie nights in the yeah. Backyard. One of my coworkers did that for her brother's her daughter's birthday. So like you know, then it feels more worth it. Yeah. So I don't know. But the, they got a whole like that is track, very they a blow up right there in the backyard. That is a lot of money <laughs> to only see it one time. They yeah. could at minimum let you have access to it for twenty four hours, but they don't. Oh, see, so it's not Tracy. I think they gave you forty eight hours, and you could watch it as many times as you want during that forty eight. I don't wear. Well, when I, the thing that I bought Tracy Ellis Ross on, I forgot what I used. I'm gonna say not on Amazon. Maybe. I think I did Voodoo. Amazon, you had forty eight hours to watch it. Period, but you could not repeat it. Like uh, once you watched it, that was it. That's not how Voodoo. Is. I think I used Voodoo because I rented that and Miss Juneteenth. And the benefit of living with our parents, it was like I watched it, and then I was like, I let them know, and I was like, it's on there for the next forty eight hours if yeah, y'all want to watch. Or Amazon. And so like for both of them, my mom watched it after me. Or Amazon, I don't like that. Well, I'm gonna stick with Voodoo because so, they be giving me discount codes and everything. Do you do that? Because like, Cause unless I got Tracy Ellis Ross movie for fourteen dollars. Amazon <laughs> was not. It's like you have forty eight hours to watch it. So once. once you once you start it. I think you have like 48 hours before it's gone whether you like it or not. And you can only watch it once. Oh, yeah, no. That's weird. So, I don't know. But anyway, going forward, um, so this week was, I feel like, slightly heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, you know, we had Hurricane Laura mm-hmm. and the damage that that has done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I read a story just yesterday about 40 children, which this is a good thing, but it's still heavy because it's under human trafficking. Yeah. 40 children were rescued during a Georgia sex trafficking ring. It's disgusting and deplorable, mm-hmm. the people that are involved that do this. I don't understand how they sleep at night. Yeah. I don't know how you could be so wicked, vile, evil, trash, hellish. Like, I don't, I don't know, deplorable. Like, yeah. every possible disgusting word you know what I mean I can't even describe how I pray that those children are able to get help mm, yeah to recover mm-hmm. um and I hope that we have more uh ring busts I hope yeah I hope there's more and more of them because it's just truly duplicable and I hope all them people are under the jail and rot truly, truly. hey <laughs> <laughs> and then you have um, you know, I had the story of Jacob Blake, mm-hmm. and then you had the de- deplorious thug Kyle Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. who was a 17-year-old who took it upon himself to cross state lines mm-hmm. and think he was someone's, I don't know, vigilante, officer, vigilante, whatever. his own little god, and murdered two people and injured another. Mm-hmm. All I have to say is, what is not shocking, but it's just like, when people say they don't see the bias or whatever, it's like, you're choosing to be dense. Because mm-hmm. if you see how articles write about him, the right. pictures they use when you describe him, mm-hmm. he murdered people. 
and you want to talk about just last week he was cleaning up graffiti. Who gives a and fuck? And then got dapped up by the police. Right. Who gives a fuck? I mean, it was... <sighs> because, and, but that goes to show you, like, a lot of people do stuff for show, but their insides ain't right. Correct. They ain't right on the inside. They might be doing something because it looked cool. Correct. Or because they feel like they're supposed to, but their heart is not in the right place. Not at all. And... Ugh. Moving on. What do you think about the NBA protests? Um, I think it was better organized this go around because they have tried to do protests previously. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I want to see this little plan that they, the strategic plan they put together because the games finally came back on last night. Yeah. Um, I want to see the strategic plan they put together and how it's going to be put into action. And if it's not put into action, then what? Like, are they going to, are they willing to boycott again if their demands are not met? Correct. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, because like I said, it's more, it's been more effective this time, but it's like, you What know, happens now? Right. What's next? So I'm interested to see. Um, how far it'll go because I, to me the names on the jerseys and the phrases on the court is like okay. I mean, but it's just like even um, I think Breonna Taylor's on the cover of was All performative. it L or Vanity Fair? Mm-hmm. I forget which one. I don't care. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you. It's like as this becomes more and more. One, I don't really like it. Yeah. I don't like it. And Brianna Khan, like, y'all that some That was coons. awful. Y'all some coons. And Yandy, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you wanted to have some sort of, um, you know... Thing to benefit Justice or something yeah. like that, it should have not been named that. Um, and my whole thing is, when y'all are using... I don't know the legalities of y'all using her name and image. Like, is her family getting paid? Right. I, I, you know, like, I don't know how yeah. it works, but I'm like... Especially for stuff that's not free to attend. I'm just saying, yeah. even for these pu- major publications mm-hmm. who are cashing out mm-hmm. with using that mm-hmm. and getting press about it, mm-hmm. it just don't sit right in my spirit. Yeah, I don't even like the memes. Yeah, because I don't like it. I just, like I saw one like a WAP one, like but it was nah. like, what about the? Pr-? I was like, ew, why are we doing that? Yeah, no, I did, I feel like people. Um, don't know what to do, which is understandable, but I think you should take the steps to figure out what are some actionable items that you can do that is not just putting her name between her your thirst traps. Because <laughs> I saw one too many of those. Oh. Like you slide and you see her name and you slide and you see a booty like no. what? Why do I yeah, want we gotta <laughs> why do I want to see that? We gotta <laughs> we had to like and so it's like, okay, y'all, we kept her name alive, which yeah. I am proud of us for doing. Yes, right. good job. However, we need better, we got to do better with the actionable items, guys, because this not working. Like, please stop. It's not a trending topic. We need to have action. We need to be holding people accountable. We need to be c- continue to pressure um, the politicians that can actually do something. Because they have already said they don't care about the stuff on social media. They said that don't do nothing for them. So They don't care. They sleep we just as We need to be fine. picking it outside we his little house since he I'm had his little say. engagement party. We, we need be to be disrupting their peace. Right, right, right. We don't need to be ways. on social media with y'all thirst traps. 
Um, also, this um, weekend was the uh, 57th anniversary of the March on Washington. So mm-hmm. they did that. And big crowds. Mm-hmm. Love that everyone was wearing masks. Because mm-hmm. they love talking about, it's the pro- it ain't us. It ain't the protesters, honey. The protesters typically are taking protocols mm-hmm. protocols where they have masks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And are trying to be somewhat And are trying distant. to be safe. Yeah. Um, so... I have a few honorable mentions. One, I wanted to just shout out Megan Stein because she had a virtual concert this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to highlight her is because um, there are other artists and celebrities who are doing shows and the conditions of the shows are not socially distanced and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give her a nod because I feel like it was a trying to be safe, mm-hmm. her fans to be safe to but it's still enjoy a show. Yeah, yeah. And the tickets were like fifteen dollars, so it was super affordable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just want to give her a nod for that. Plus she looked great. And because like Dave Chappelle, he was still doing show dates and he has everybody getting rapid tested at the door. Like I said, you if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. It, Which I, I but I do say. wonder if it's like you get rapid tested and you come back positive, do is it like do they get a refund? Like what are the actions that happen right there and then on site? It's like go. It will send you your money back later. Like, what happens at that point? Or maybe there's a... Or when you buy the ticket, maybe there's a clause. Like, if you trust uh, positive, it, it is what it is and you roll. True. It could be. I mean, yeah. they set up the rules. That's true. Or um, they take away the price of the test from their ticket cost. Whatever. Wow. Something, yeah. I don't know. Also, um, I know the VMA is coming tonight, so check us out on... Well, check us on Twitter when you see the highlights. <laughs> Of specifically Shanae's thoughts, mm-hmm. if I make it through the whole show, <laughs> but I do want to say shout out to Kiki Palmer because she's the first Black woman to host since 1987, which mm-hmm. is a damn shame. Who hosted in '87? Um, let me see, let me see, let me scroll down. Downtown Julie Brown. Got you. Okay. Um, and last thing I want to oh, what's something I want to talk about when I talked about Chadwick was, you know, his passing. So a lot of people. We're like, and y'all were up here talking about his looks, da da da. So, just hilarious. Oh, I know she said something stupid. I don't need to hear nothing further. She was saying that <laughs> with hearing about his passing and mm-hmm. knowing that she did speak about his appearance, mm-hmm. she's saying that she can't, she wants to retire like the Jess with the mess and stop talking about people. She was like, she hasn't slept all night. She was like, I don't want to talk about people anymore. Um, she was like, I can't do it anymore. You never know what someone's going through. I'm so sorry. So, I'm going to say this. I hope she keep her word and stop the foolishness. Well, and that's my thing is, because we don't what know. it took for you to stop doing that, it's sad, but... We're, right, and that's why I said we don't know, and so... Because we've been telling you that you say stupid stuff, and you don't be listening. You be doubling down. Truly. And so, whole th- hopefully, this finally got you to learn your dad on lesson yeah. and figure out a different way to be funny if you are. <laughs> because she do this too much. She be getting on my nerves. I agree. And I be trying to support Baltimore, but she be doing stupid. And she has done stupid things Agreed. multiple times, which makes me like, I can't. Agreed. <laughs> like, I can stand. But just for the... But just talking about that again. Mm-hmm. Stop being fucking mean. Right. Look, and I, I You don't say have this, to know anyone's story to be nice to them. Like, Let's all be more kind. Yeah. I'll say myself included. Let's mm-hmm. all be more kind. You know, you know your people, mm-hmm. but in this world of social media, 
you don't know these people, whether it's a, a, a random person, like your average human being you follow, or mm-hmm. it's a public figure, mm-hmm. politician, whatever. We don't know each other. Right. And we need to keep that in mind. And also, my thing is, like, if you don't have nothing nice to say, you know, keep, keep that up on the top. Don't need the comments and, and if statuses. you have to rely on that for your comedy. You're not funny. I agree. <laughs> like, you know, chill. Yeah. Life is hard enough, everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, she should know. Just like her edges. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, that was a mean comment. That's the example. She jokes on her own edges all the time. She knows she ain't got none. No, no, This is what I was going to say. This, <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Sometimes we'll still be shady, right? <laughs> Including myself. But this is what you do. That's sometimes when you make shady comments. It's not right, y'all. But we got to... Do it in stages. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be free of it. <laughs> so that's when, like, you hit a friend group chat. <laughs> Keep it private. Right. Nothing, nothing in a public social media, mm-hmm. putting it out for the... Especially, and I do think it's different, especially when you have influence. Correct. You have to, like, have... Be, try to be as responsible as possible. To, exactly. You have to be responsible with your platform, and she does have to realize, with her comedy, she has gained... A following, and she does have an impact on those people, which is why when she says dumb things, so many people come for her because they want her to be better. But she should realize if I'm doing stuff that's impacting my audience, maybe I should actually think about it because these are the people that actually put money in my pocket. She said, these are the reason that I'm here. Here's the thing, and along with her comment, she was like, her fan base enjoys that, but she doesn't feel good about it. Then we and need so to switch out your followers. I was about to say, time. I think. Things happen. You have a platform, and then if if you if your career is going where you want, and things change and stuff like that, then that means how you deliver your content probably needs to ebb and flow. Right. Go along talk with it. to um XO Nicole because she went from Nicole bitchy to that because she felt the same way. She was tired of doing that old content, so she stepped away and she switched. And she is so, very much. So I want to say you just have to figure out what you want to do and. Right. Rest on your laurels that you are talented and that right. people who truly are fans of you we'll will want around. to see your growth exactly. and will still support you. Exactly. So, okay. Um, last thing I want to talk about real quick, because I saw this online I was, like, disturbed by it. So, Masika. Do you see that video? Can't stand her either. Let me tell you she something, is, y'all. Uh. So, I was disturbed when I saw the video and then when I saw the backstory of it, I was like, oh, no. So Masika was on set uh, for a job. I like where she was on. Yeah. Where she was, um, she had stage makeup on. But in the first initial video, she posts this video like she's pleading for help. Mm-hmm. She's been kidnapped. Please, if you you if you tip money here, give money here. They'll they reach them out. They're certainly me. I'm so scared. And she has all these bruises and stuff like that. And people were actually alarmed because, hello, that's Again, alarming to see. Platform, be responsible. It's alarming to see. <clears throat> she comes back to be like, "Hi guys, I know that was, you know, upsetting. I'm okay. I'm on the set of this new production I'm on. This is stage makeup, but I did this to bring attention to the Rose Organization. Now, what made this even more crazy? Because the president came out and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Who said to do that? <laughs> I never say make no video. I wouldn't want 
people to be triggered that way. Right. And I certainly wouldn't want to receive funding from, she calls it fans only, but we knew what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> she Only fans. She's like, I don't, like, what is, like, I mean, don't. that's the stigma of only fans. It but. is. But, <laughs> that made me laugh. Because like, <laughs> she's like somebody, mom, I don't want no money truly. from no fans only. And like. that's what made me laugh. And somebody was like, she ain't lying because she didn't even know the name. And I, I laughed at that because I was like, true, because she didn't even know the right name. She right. truly don't know. But um, she came out to say, I don't know where she's getting this from. Like, not the case. So then it escalates forward to someone from her team sent something to Masika. Mm-hmm. She's further investigating that because in her mind, that was still out of line. That mm-hmm. should have never been done. Right. But they had this sort of, everything got to be done in public. This IG apologizing to each other. Mm-hmm. But Masika's performance there cost her the job that she was on. Right. So the set that she was on, the show, that was I think it was a TV One production, where it was about trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, like the producers and stuff were like disturbed by it, where yeah. it was like, nah. Bad so bad. she lost a check. Immediate karma. <laughs> um, I... I don't know. I just feel like there's so many other ways. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. There's so many other ways where you can bring attention to an well, organization. That's not, I don't I, think I, that's what her intention was, to be honest. I and think she, the OnlyFans thing makes it so... I just like, what are you what, doing? I think she was trying to get money to her OnlyFans, and when she saw how people were responding, she tried to cover it up as, With the be, Rose as organization. being an advocate. Mm-hmm. And then that's why they came out and was like, no, you're not, girl. Because that was the truth. That. that was her cover-up. Yeah. And her cover-up was a trash cover-up. And they came and right then, out and was like, don't put us on this. And so then we she didn't ask you to create no video like this. Apologize for being stupid. I don't and yeah. insensitive. It was ridiculous. I watched it and was like, has she lost her mind? And if I was on her team, I'd be like, Masika, now you know, come on now. You'd have messed up the bag for everybody being Truly, stupid. Truly, but you couldn't have really and thought then, this was And you on a set for this kind of movie and you still doing this kind of behavior? Like And if and then too, because you, you are attached with being a, retail, a reality TV star, you're mm-hmm. attached with doing the crap for TV, and now it's clear you're trying to shift mm-hmm. and to be looked at as a real action stuff like that. Come on, this ain't gonna help. This ain't the way, honey. The people, this not gonna help your image either. If you're trying to step away from that and have people see you in a new light, it doesn't. It ain't no new light. That's it the, That's the case. And it's like sweet. She's still the old light. It's just <laughs> too much. Anyway. So that was all I had for media this week going into Bravo. So this week for um, Housewives of Potomac, Karen had her Welcome Back to Potomac party. Mm-hmm. So cert- there was uh, last season, uh, I think maybe the last two seasons, she wasn't actually in Potomac anymore. Mm-hmm. They moved back, so she wanted to have a little party. So... um. They have the party. This is I'm trying to think. What happened in this episode I really want to talk about? Two things. They have this party. And the one thing that irritated me was some of Robin's shady comments. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, who? I mean, I didn't know people had parties for rentals. And it's like, sweetie, you live by a Mills mall. At least she's in Potomac. Um, and a while ago, when they were trying to figure out, a few seasons ago, Robin and Giselle was being shady and trying to figure out 
does she really still live in Potomac? And one night they sent like pizzas there to uh-huh. see if like she would answer the door. Mm-hmm. Why did Robin come to this party with like three boxes of pizzas? Oh now Karen laughed it off and was like, I'm gonna eat this pizza. Karen is better than me, honey. Because I would have been sitting here like, really? So we still gonna do this? I'd be telling her and her pizzas to go. I will say shout out to Robin because I feel like Real Housewives of Potomac is some of the worst ensembles in hair. I gotta give it to them. And I feel like Robin's wardrobe budget increased this year. Mm-hmm. I do think Wendy, the new housewife, has a nice style. So her hair and ensembles are good. But historically, the girls just be missing. Mm-hmm. I do think Candace has good hair. Mm-hmm. The looks, I don't always agree with. But the hair is always good. <laughs> now, we know who cannot. Mm-hmm. And that's Giselle. <laughs> because she showed up to that housewoman in this sparkly dress. This, like, blue eyeshadow. These knee-high, suede-looking... It just was a no. <laughs> and for the life of me, I don't know if Giselle has a stylist and she may does. And look, you like, you wear what you want to wear and she's right. wearing what she wants to wear. But baby, <laughs> I want more for her. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so the other thing I want to bring up that was annoying. Candace, Wendy's in is kind of through Candace. You know, like if there's a new, ho- new housewife, they always have like a friend that yeah. kind of usher them in. Yeah. So Candy, Candace and Wendy had lunch Candace kind of giving a lowdown, typical housewife stuff. Mm-hmm. If when if Candace is your friend Wendy, why would you tell Robin things that Candace said that were negative about the rest of the girls? Oh now you know the conversation between you and her was like you and me, girl. This girl a little this, she yeah. like you know they what that was. Right. You, okay, so for you to turn around and tell Robin, now you know damn well Robin was gonna tell Giselle. Mm-hmm. What Candace said. And I'm just trying to sit like, you get the side eye, Wendy. You haven't been on here long, but you're going to get the and, side but eye you for come me. in already messy. Right. And yeah. it's like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on. So the other thing that happened at the house, uh, housewarming or welcome back to the tone party was Giselle came in hot at Candace. Mm-hmm. Candace was already wanting to talk to Giselle to apologize for other stuff, but she couldn't even do the apology before Giselle was like jumping down her neck. Mm-hmm. And Candace, I think, responded very well. She still apologized for the other thing she wanted to apologize. But Giselle, to me, has always had a pretty stink attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, you know what? We're just not real friends. We could just be cordial. Da, 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 da. And what I do like from Candace is she said, we can continue to be surface-level friends as we've always been. Oh my but the thing is, I like that she said that because for Giselle, at the end of the day, what I've seen on camera, unless there's so much off-screen we have not seen, Candace and Giselle are co-workers. Mm-hmm. And so, if Giselle wants to be fake offended by Candace's comments when literally another episode ago, y'all was going back and forth over past comments y'all made to each other, mm-hmm. that's what y'all do. Right. So, part of me was like, are you really upset that she said that? Mm-hmm. And frankly, it was kind of accurate. <laughs> you are mean. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, that's all the highlights I really want to talk about. I do want to quickly talk about Beverly Hills, and I know I haven't really talked about it, but if you like Housewives, you watch it. Mm-hmm. Look, Beverly Hills needs to shake up so bad. This whole season, they have just harassed Denise Richards about her alleged affair with a past housewife. Um, now, Denise is married, mm-hmm. so the whole thing is Denise told Brandy they had, like, an open marriage, but the truth of the matter is they didn't. So, Brandy's feeling like the other woman. 
Brandy has a history of lying on this show, and she seems like one of the people who's looking for attention. She's not currently a cast member, so for me to go, for her to be out of her way, trying to make this stick, and talk to the other housewives mm-hmm. who who have called her a liar, who have called her attention whore, all that. All of a sudden, Brandy's not a liar. She would tell the truth. Da da da. It's so phony and fake. Mm-hmm. I need the producers of Beverly Hills to do better. I need y'all to get some of these hookers off the screen. And shout out to Garcelle, because she brought it. And she needs to come back next season. Although, I'm not sure, because now she just got, she's on the reel. So, I do wonder, like, scheduling, how was she able to do that? Yeah. But she was great. It was a small Beverly Hills update of, honestly, you got to, half of them got to go. (laughs) Truly. I think the Housewives have been on, at this point, almost all of them, Except for the newer ones have been on for a decade, a mm. decade at minimum. And they're getting older. And at a certain point, you do got to start checking them off. Because mm-hmm. you need fresh blood. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't know how people want to watch someone in their 70s getting drunk. I mean, maybe they do. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you want to keep the show going, you got to keep rotating. You yeah. can't have the same people. Yeah. So I think overall, they should look at all the shows mm-hmm. and start switching up. Which... Atlanta Housewives, there are two new Housewives in the upcoming season. Mm. So I think they should all do that. And the new Housewives of Salt Lake City, I'm not watching. It sounds too Caucasian for me. <laughs> I'm putting it out there right now. I saw the cast lineup and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be watching this one. And that... <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh-uh. I don't, and that is my brother moment. Okay. Um... We had a would you rather um, this week. It was would would you rather if robots ruled the world or if aliens ruled the world? And we got a few answers. Reese Peace said robots, if things get out of hand, I could just splash them with some water, um, which Charlie creates a good point. Um, Hello Soul Sister said, nah, have y'all seen iRobot? Bring on the aliens. We can use some new ideas and teaching. And to that I say, have we all seen Independence Day? <laughs> I don't I don't think, I don't want either or. Um, and Joyful Lock says, same for aliens, so we may be in a lose-lose situation, but then she chose robots, and this is Banana Juice chose robots. I guess I would say robots because it's man-made, so mm-hmm. I feel like there's something a part of it. Typically... We are not without faults, which means whatever we create will not be without faults, which yeah. means there's a way to stop them if they get out of hand. Because <laughs> even in iRobot, they fixed it, right? Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to choose robots as well. I think they're easier to control. With aliens, it's just too many unknowns. You don't know what what they, they got they over got there. They got superpowers. Like, know. they got too much. Can robots get out of hand? Yes, but... Um, I think it, it could be easier for us to knock them into the ocean. Truly. <laughs> and before we get to our um, episode, I do want to say shout out to everyone who has um, enjoyed our reels <laughs> and some of our new video content that were that will be forthcoming as well. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all the views. Please keep watching and you're listening to Disney Channel. Oh my God. <laughs> During quarantine, I know we all have been feeling stuck at home, frustrated, and it's hard to bring imagination and creativity to your sex life, whether you're solo or with a partner. That brings us Voodoo. Voodoo is the buzzworthy new sex-positive company out of LA with a mission to break down the stigmas, 
and taboos surrounding self-love. Self-love is about being in touch with who you are, connecting with your body, and being comfortable in your own skin. Visit Voodoo Toys, www.voodoo.toys, today to check out their collection. And for all our lovely listeners, use promo code GGBB in all caps for 25% off your purchase. So y'all know what you have to do now. You have to start shopping. So start shopping at www.voodoo.toys. All right. So today we were, before we started talking about the show, we were kind of just talking about how like, we don't know what we're doing with our lives at this point. Some of that is because of COVID, and some of that is just because... Life is hard. And, and we're 28, and... I'm almost 30, and guys, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I feel like I'm in a funk. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wake up like, is this what I really want to do with my life? <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. dead ass. Yeah. And, like, lately, I've just felt so, like... Just very low energy. I just feel like, what am I doing? Every time I do something, I'm like, why are you doing this? And I think there's always, like, times where it's like, you gotta make a decision about something. Like, you only have times where you're chilling for, like, maybe a month. And then it's like, you gotta decide something about work, or a car, or the house, or, like, there's always something. And so I think that's part of it, is because that can be exhausting. Add on top of it a pandemic. Add on top of it racism. Add on top of it capitalist society, like, patriarchy, <laughs> human trafficking, global <laughs> all warming. of it. Which, by the way, thank you to every all of the men that answered our questions. You guys gave us a variation of insight. Yes, because mm-hmm. that everyone didn't answer the same. But the there were I, if I'll briefly recap, there were some themes because I also had phone conversations with some people. But there were themes in that most of them just thought the most effective way to get men to, you know, see the error of their ways is to make it more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More specific about what they're doing wrong. So, like, you're directly telling them, like, this is problematic. That was the theme. Other than that, it was a mixed bag of men that, like, we don't care about y'all saying that. Then there was something that, like, I don't like it. Like, it, I think it was a mixed bag amongst right. the and people hit dogs that... dogs holler. <laughs> there was a mixed bag <laughs> of people that did and did not care about it, which is okay, because none of us are a monolith. But that the theme I saw was that they felt like the most effective way was to be, like, say specifically what they're doing wrong. Right. So. I've seen that happen, too, but... <laughs> and, I mean, one of the conversations I was having... Um, he was saying how patriarchy has made it so that men only receive correction better when it is like someone that they trust. They're not gonna listen to anyone online. They if it's someone that they trust more often, then they'll listen. That was one of the I think one takeaway from one I, of the. Concept. I think there's truth to that. I mm-hmm. really do. I think that's for any person. Sometimes mm-hmm. hearing criticism or more of a tougher hand from someone you know cares about you is yeah. easier to accept than maybe someone you don't know or the internet. But, right. you know, there's always the other side where I think, you know, I can think of someone right now who has been told and they're still trash. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on the person. It does. Everybody's and different. we're all different and, yeah. you know, men are trash and I stand by it. <laughs> Love y'all. Get some help. Same with my sis. Let's all get some help. <laughs> Let's be healthy. Let's be kind. Y'all still trash. <laughs> but back to the topic. So 
we were just kind of wanting to talk about because we know we're not the only way ones that at some t- times. Girl, you leave some stuff in your tits. No, my boob fell out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, we know we're not the only ones that feel like somewhat lost at times or overwhelmed, and so. We kind of felt like, let's talk about it. And, like, of course, y'all know us. We have an article about the things to remember when you kind of are lost and don't know what to do. So we will get there. But what do you feel like there are certain areas of your life where you tend to feel lost in? Or is it usually just, like, the whole area? <laughs> like I don't know my life. Why do I have a profession? Why do I live where I live? Why mm-hmm. are these people are my friends? I question everything. Everything, yeah. Because for some people from, I feel like online, a lot of it has to do with relationships and careers. That people just, with both of those things, it's hard to know what the heck you're doing sometimes. I think. And I think because both of those is like, that it doesn't always just depend on you. Yeah, because there's uncontrollable factors. Right. Like, you know, when I say I don't know what I'm doing, I'm, I've been very successful in my career. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean anything. What? In a sense of like, is that still what you want to be doing though? Mm. Do, Do you, you know want to pivot? Yeah. So like, I'm very successful in my career, and even now I'm doing really great, really great things. I've been given a lot of leadership and responsibility, but mm-hmm. I still have moments like, is this what I want to be responsible for leading? So I think sometimes for a career, it could, you know, it varies. I know for me, it's more of a, do I even want to do it? Like I'm dope at it, but. And I think... Do I still want to do it? I think that's actually a good question to have every now and again. I don't think necessarily something good to, like, harp on all the time. But I think that's something good to check in on because people may not want to stay in the same career for their whole life. I mean, life is long. Um, Maybe. We hope. But because of the fragility of life, you should want to be happy. And so even if that does mean switching careers or if that means getting additional schooling to switch careers or whatever then the goal is always happiness. And so I think I think it's good to check in with that to see, is there a way that I can pivot to a happier position from where I'm at? Do I need to get something extra to go to a place that I can be happy? Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, in a capitalist society, we're going to have to work. So, <laughs> as many of us that would just want to be like, I don't even want to work, not that's really not an really option. an option. So the the best option would be to at least find a place that you can be happy, regardless if you're happy because of the environment or because of the work or, you know, whatever makes you happy being there. I think that should be a goal. So if you find that you're not happy at your current job for a certain number of months, I think it is good to start to assess that and write it down. Like, because I think for me personally... I can be thinking about it forever and I'll get all of like the information that's in my head and just always jumbled around. It's like, I really don't know what I want to do, but writing it down helps you like see in front of you, like, why am I thinking about leaving or like, why am I thinking about changing careers or et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a good way to deal with that. Relationships, I can't help you because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have no advice for that one. Don't look at me. <laughs> Do not look at me. <laughs> I have been single for 30 years. Um, I can't help you. I, I mean, I literally cannot. Help I want you. everyone to be loved, happy, and healthy, and in safe. the ways that you want to be. But you I, know, as far as are you satisfied with your love life? 
I don't have a love life. I don't but, think so. Right, but are you... Because they're... Uh, oh, I can't get my words. Even not having a love life, some mm-hmm. people are fine with Are that. fine, are enjoying their... Mm-hmm. People want to call it a single season. They're mm-hmm. enjoying being unattached. Are you okay with being unattached right now? I don't know. You know, I mean, I think y'all have heard me say this. Sometimes I'm fine with being like, I'm going to be the, the rich auntie and like completely accepting But auntie can have girl. a man. No? Well, my version of rich auntie is I'm single. Okay. And I'm dropping ducats on my nieces, nephews, and younger cousins. And I'm traveling the world. And I may have men in different cities. You may have cities, lovers. Right. But I ain't tied down. That's my version of okay. rich auntie. Um, so at some points I'm like, I'm just going to live the rich auntie life. And then other moments it's like, mm, I want a man, I want a husband. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it depends on the week and which way I'm leaning. Okay. I think this week I'm leaning towards rich auntie. <laughs> okay. But next week it might be different. Next week I want five children <laughs> like, and a privacy fence. Right. And a husband. Right. So yeah, that's fine. why it's, I don't know if I'm satisfied with where I am right now. Who knows? Especially in COVID where it's like, I can't even barely go out on dates. Like you got to go on like specific kind of dates during You right can't now. hug nobody, child. <laughs> right. You can't even get picked up at a bar. Like, <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel yeah. the same way. I, I feel for a long time I didn't like being single because I just felt like I was ready to like be in a relationship and I felt like while your work is never done on yourself Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in a very I felt like I've been in a a space where I can be in a healthy Mm -hmm. positive relationship with someone Mm -hmm. and have been able to find like the right fit Mm -hmm. and then I put effort I've been putting in effort it started COVID kind of just you know I was at the top that. of the year I really put in effort I was my plan was to put an effort to to not resent me being unattached from someone and mm-hmm. not put so much stock in it mm-hmm. and a part of what I wanted to do was like just to kind of put on a back burner and just enjoy life mm-hmm. um, I had plans to be more social this year mm-hmm. I had several trips <laughs> oh, Lord it's the first thing to think about <laughs> I had a lot of trips because the year prior when I bought my home mm-hmm. really wasn't going nowhere right um I'm in a financially much Better place. Better space, solid. So I had my trips planned, and I had, you know, this vision of really wanting to be social and just have a lot of joy and and not be harping on me being single. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came, and I've been in my home since March, mm-hmm. and I haven't really been out that much. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because I can't be my initial plan for the year, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um you know, I'm still feeling eh about my singles because I'm like, why can't he fucking go out? So yeah. it's like, in the times of quarantine, for me, especially because I live alone, mm-hmm. I think I think about being with a partner more because I'm yeah. like, at least somebody can be in a house with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least I can be getting laid during this quarantine period. Right. And if, because if I got laid right now, then I'm concerned I got COVID <laughs> and a disease. Mm-mm. Not a disease, because I believe in condoms. But y'all know what I mean. Like, there's just too much stress about it. I couldn't even yeah, enjoy it. I think, I think... So I just feel like that just shifted my 
plan of being mm-hmm. a little bit more carefree and not worried about it. And I hate being this girl, guys, of thinking like, oh my God, I'm in my late 20s. But it's there. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. They are there. I was programmed, programmed to think this way, and I still kind of do, of being like, oh my God, I'm close to 30, and I don't have a plan, and I'm not like about to be engaged. Can't tell you I'm cringing as I say it. I don't. I hate being this girl, but it's still there. Part of it is still there. And that's what I was gonna say with when you were talking about COVID. Is like I do think that adds to it because it's a level of uncertainty that we can't plan for. And I'm a controlling. I'm really controlling, and I like plans. So I think for some of it, it's like we do have to give ourselves grace because we are in an unprecedented time. (gasps) And then some of it is like this would have been how we felt regardless of COVID. And so it's kind of like twofold. I was single before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of twofold of like the, the stresses of life in and of themselves and dealing with those. And then on top of that, the things that we just can't change because of life right now which is one of the stresses of life but um i think it, like we also have to look at all of those things in perspective I so just, i'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i'm tired of being uncomfortable right which, which is i'm sure a lot of people feel right now mm-hmm. like whatever you were feeling i don't i just feel like whatever you're feeling covid heightens it i don't i just yeah. that's just truly how i feel about yeah. it yeah one of the things on the list is just try to be comfortable with discomfort um, and cause this article was written recently and so it does mention COVID, but it's saying even outside of the COVID times, like nothing is comfortable regardless. Like you're always uncertain of something. Um, and that is just a part of life. So while this is yes, a heightened level of discomfort and uncertainty, like, you know, even when you have kids, you and they in the other room and you can't hear them that's uncomfortable like and so there's always some uncomfortability that exists and so finding a way that you can be comfortable with it or finding a way to cope better with discomfort um is what they would suggest Mm. i I just think that's easier said than done definitely it's a practice it's a lifelong practice it's not something that you could just be like oh yeah I'm comfortable with that. Like, it's not that... I'm but like, I just feel like trying to be... If you've never put that in practice and trying to put that in practice right in a now. pandemic, come yeah. on. That's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but, like, that is way easier said than done. Mm-hmm. You weren't even practicing before. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. when you already have normal life stresses and all the ways that you would escape or have joy, like... I understand that, but I think... I think for some people, yes, this... Making new habits and practices during COVID is extra difficult. And then you have a group of people where being in the house because of COVID has made establishing new habits easier. And so I think for some people, it could be harder. For some people, it could be easier. If outside was open, I would not be this late. I'm like, I know that hands down. The fact that we was in the house made me be on that treadmill more and helped me lose weight. I'm not discrediting that at all because I know that as a fact. There's no way I would be working out midday on Saturdays every day on weekend if outside was open. And so I think for some things, I understand that it is easier to establish a habit when you have an in-house routine that you're comfortable with. So, I mean, I get both sides of it. Um, Another one is it's okay that you can't figure out the whole future. Most people can't. 
um, you can try to plan as best as you could. You could have a five or ten year plan, but you know, nine times out of ten, five year plans turn into four year plans or six year plans. Like a lot of times, those things shift, and you may still you know, make that five-year plan happen in five years, but even then it may not happen in the way that you planned for it to happen. Um, So it's okay to not know the entire future of your life, but to still try to plan for it. Mm. Okay. Um, Number three is life is uncertain, so try to go with the flow. This could have not, this is, this article is not for type A personalities. I gotta be honest with you. Like, <laughs> this is just bullocks. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not type A, so. Duh. I, here's, this is what I'm, this is what I'll say to this. Duh. Mm-hmm. Everything that is being said, you don't have to be a freaking genius to figure out the stuff like that. That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily, um, I just don't think that always penetrates the certain type of individual, especially mm. a me, mm-hmm. who's a type A, mm-hmm. who thrives off controlled environments and planning mm-hmm. and low risk. So, like, all of that is duh. Like, I read that, like, yeah, of course, of course. But, I mean, these are some of the things, like, honestly, y'all, I'm just in a mood right now. So, <laughs> this is terrible that we're recording while I'm in a mood. But,. You just see another side of me. Mm-hmm. But, like, in theory, of course all that's true. Mm-hmm. But for me, and this is some of the things that I would go over in therapy, it's like, for me, there has to be more than that. Because mm-hmm. you say that to me, I literally be like, okay, and mm-hmm. that's not going to stop the way I process things. Mm-hmm. That's not going to... It's like, I almost need... um it's like I almost need like step by step instructions. Like when you say "go with the flow," what I, I'm sorry. What is what does that mean? Does that mean uh, don't turn my alarm clock? Like what you know? what I'm saying like yeah. I'm such a literal person. So I'm like, and what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What's not going by the flow? Can we make a plan about how you go? You go. You know, with the flow. I can give an example of how I've tried to help myself go with the flow during this pandemic. So, I, you know, I have a schedule, you know, from 7.30 in the morning till nighttime. And for me, being available with nothing to do at 8 p.m. is weird. Because usually I'm still, you know, when World was open, I'm still at the gym. And then I got to come home, shower, you know, all the things. And I get to bed right at 10.30. Like, I'm getting home, getting right to bed at 10.30. And so... In the pandemic, where I don't have to worry about commuting or blah, 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 most nights around 8, 8.30 is when I'm available. And I have recently been like, I need to fill this time with something. Because having free time is weird. It's like, why am I available right now at 8 p.m.? I'm supposed to be busy. But can't you watch Versus then and start at 8? You be saying you can't. I don't, I say I don't watch verses because I'm not on social media at 8 p.m. Like, I, I don't even think about it. I thought the shit happened last week because I don't pay attention. Like, <laughs> and then I went on Twitter and I'm like, nobody talking about it? Like, like literally okay. the next day I was like, dang, ain't nobody talking about it. And then I realized like, oh, next week. Or right, I'm going to text you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, and you, you can still try. may not watch it. You, I I finish working out around eight eight thirty, shower, and I be in my bed. And sometimes I'll 
open my tablet and watch but, it. But, okay, but even with your example, you're still highly scheduled during but, this you quarantine I, I didn't finish my example. My apologies. <laughs> so, at first, I tried to fill in that two and a half hour time span with stuff. So, like, I would do laundry or find something around the house to do. I would do client work. I would find stuff to do. And so, after a point, it's just like, all right, there's literally nothing for me to do. Like, Sydney, like, stop trying to fill this time. Just be okay with whatever happens between 8.30 and 10.30 or whenever you fall asleep. Be okay with just being loosey-goosey with that time. So, sometimes it'll be I'm on the phone for a couple of hours. Sometimes I'll watch TV. It's not, that's the one part of my day that is not scheduled and I have gotten to the point of being okay with that. It does still sometimes feel weird. But that is... So it's kind of like I have a scheduled free time. And so that's how I figured out how to kind of be loosey-goosey. And then my weekends are completely loosey-goosey. But that's a whole separate topic. But that's how I figured out during my regular week how to like not be overly scheduled and overly like I need something to do at every time. I have found just letting myself be at different at that time in the day is okay that's my version of going with the flow okay (laughs) but does that not you don't think something like that will work for you i mean to me i still view that as a schedule Mm -hmm. so like to me i don't view that as going with the flow because i'm Mm -hmm. like from 8 30 to 10 30 i could do what i want Mm -hmm. to me that's still a schedule Mm -hmm. so like i could do that Mm -hmm. because it's a schedule Mm mm-hmm so, like, scheduled free time is still scheduled. And so, for me, mm-hmm. I don't view that as going with the flow. So, what would you think is going with the flow while still working and everything? Else? I don't know. That's why I don't go with the flow. I, I, because I think I, I think most going with the flow is scheduled because, like I said before, we all got to work. Like, we scheduling is a part of being in a capitalist society. You have to have a schedule. I know that, but we're not loosey-goosey people. I mean, you're, in a sense of, we're people who are somewhat scheduled. I feel mm. like I literally need to talk to someone who isn't as scheduled to get another perspective. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but, like, scheduling makes me happy. So, even scheduling free time, it's scheduling. And but it feels controlled. Time. No, but for me, it still feels controlled. Okay. So for me, it, it does not feel like, feel like flow. I'm going with the flow. It's like 8.30 is free time. It's kind of like, <laughs> I was about to say, it's like we in jail and get outdoors time. Mm-hmm. I mean, now what I do between 8.30 and 10.30, sure, in your example, is like mm-hmm. whatever that comes to mind at that moment. But it's still scheduled because then the next time slot is going to bed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it doesn't feel like going with the flow. I don't know what going with the flow is. Just doubling down so on you that just, again. You're saying you don't know what it is, but you know that ain't it. It sounds just like scheduling. Okay. And okay. to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, going with the flow is not having such a scheduled life. I feel like going with the flow is opposite of me. So I view that as not being scheduled. Now, what you're saying with the capital society, we have a schedule. All right. I mean, literally, I'm a clock in and clock out, but nothing else is determined. Mm-hmm. I would view that more as going with the flow because, like, that's so not me. I'm scheduled pretty much. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. In this quarantine period where I have less to do and stuff like that, 
I mean, half the time, I don't even know. I'm I'm similar to you. I don't know what to do with a damn free time. <laughs> I be staring at my ceiling sometimes. Like, is there something for me to fold? Is there something for me to clean? Right. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. and that's not a good thing mm-hmm. that I don't know what to do when I have free time. Right. Like, I don't think that's a good thing. But part of me sick of all this free time. How <laughs> <No>, much? <laughs> you want more of a schedule. I thrive off of it. I do too. I am a type A control freak. I do too. My type A controlling is... Well, well, see, that's the whole debate I have with friends, if I'm type A or type B. Because I have some type A traits. Maybe you both. You type A, B. I hate that you said that because that's what one of my friends I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe you both. I know me. I'm type A, baby. I think I'm type B. I think you're more type A than you, than you think, dear. I think my passive personality makes me think that I'm a B. I agree. <laughs> but your routine, the your the, your thought process is very much over here, sweets. <laughs> you be an excellent event planner, okay? Maybe I'm a C. So <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the type A for me is even helping my career because what do I do all day? I mm-hmm. schedule. Mm-hmm. I plan. Mm-hmm. I do events for a living, and now nothing is on schedule. Right. That's just my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I even think about... I think we went with the flow for camping. That You don't think that was a version of going with the flow? Yeah, and that's probably part of the reason why I didn't like it. <laughs> that's probably, like, that's probably part of the reason why I didn't like it. that was a blast. <laughs> I didn't think it was. Like, I like being I mean, with my I friends. I mean, I definitely think there are things that could have been better. I like being with my friends, but, like, that wasn't fun for me. Yeah. Y'all saw the video, and I said There, was, there were definitely things I said that, I want to do that again now, and I meant it. Okay? There were things that went wrong that I think would have made the experience better for me. So, but, you know, I'm just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, and even now, while I feel like I'm in a funk, I'll come out of it. I never stay mm-hmm. in it too long. But the one thing I do now that I don't do before is when I'm in a funk, I will force myself to get out of it so quickly. Now I just, I let it let pass yourself. naturally. Mm-hmm. So in a couple of days, I'll probably feel normal again. Do you make decisions while you're in your funk or do you try not to? I try to avoid that because... Because I'm a decision maker in my phone. You're not supposed to. I know, but I be doing it. I don't. I be like, well, you know, I feel this way, so we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, because I'm tired of this. Nope. (laughs) Because I know my emotions are heightened. Mm -hmm. I know that mm, my heightened state is not my normal, which means I can be making rash decisions. Mm -hmm. Typically, when I'm in this space... It's not good for me to make any decisions romantically. Let me tell you that right now. Well, see, I feel like my decisions that may seem rash are usually the decisions I should have been making before. Okay. That's okay. how I feel. Okay. But for me, I'm I'm extreme, so I don't need to be. <laughs> I need level session who is thinking logically. Mm-hmm. If I'm going off of just my pure emotion mm-hmm. it ain't going in well for me yeah. and see see i think that's the type b in me is that because i'm so passive when i am in one of these moods i'm much less passive you're more you, so that is i'm true. more direct and i'm doing things when, i probably should have done when sydney's annoyed mm-hmm. or feels some type of way she's much more like nope yeah. we're doing this and this yeah. i don't want to do this don't talk to me that way. Yep. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I don't want to eat that. She's just a lot more like, no. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where when she's in her normal space, she's like, mm, I don't know. Or 
what do you want to do? Yeah. Where she's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right, right. And so that's why I think, and this could be totally wrong, but that's why I think that my decisions when I'm in a mood are sometimes better. Because <laughs> they're mean, more decisive. But then that's fine. Yeah. I know for me, based on my decisions off emotion, mm-hmm. when I'm in a heightened space, later on I'm always like, girl, you was tripping. So that's I why that I've too, learned yeah. that like when I'm feeling like this, when I'm in a funk or whatever, mm-hmm. one, I know I get easily agitated. So mm-hmm. before I snap, I'm like, you on 10, it's not them. Like, I make it, like, in my mind, I'm right. very, like, it's you right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to put that on others. Right. Or we're not going to make decisions because you're feeling a little blasé right now. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back down and I'm feeling what I consider my normal, mm-hmm. I typically am always, like, I'm glad I ain't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I don't. When I'm yeah. feeling, uh, yeah. 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 So, your way of dealing with the feeling of kind of life weighing on you is kind of just letting it and allowing it to pass. Like a cloud. Mindfulness practice. Yeah. I'm very big into mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And when I force myself to pretend like I'm okay or force myself to get through something that I'm not ready to get through, it just backfires. So, like, I don't have all the answers. So, you go with the flow. That's going with the flow. When I'm in a funk? Yes, just letting it kind of pass. That's going with the flow. All right. And not trying to control it. All right. Well, <laughs> I got it down with my emotions. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I got it down when I'm feeling some type of way. Right. I just let it pass naturally. Right. I just let it sit there. So if I don't feel like, if I'm not up to it, I'm just not up to it. And I'll put pressure on myself to mm-hmm. feel better. Mm-hmm. Because when I... Let it pass. It always passes. Mm-hmm. And see, I think when I'm in a mood or in a funk, I have to talk through it with someone. I, I'm i just a talker. Like, all right, I'm thinking this, thinking this. And as long as they are able to understand the mood I'm in while also being, like, responsive and actually, like, helping, then that usually helps after a couple of days. I typically like to experience my funk alone. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> Because <laughs> I get I get um, easily agitated, so yeah. it's better that I do it. Yeah. Unless I literally need to talk to someone, but, like, I have to reach out to the person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? It's yeah. not someone being like, well, what if? Because I'd be like, that's not going to work. No. <laughs> like, I just, I got to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like people closest to me know that. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if I'm not feeling right, Sydney said, well, I'm here, because she know, don't push any further. Right, and when you And then when talk, I want to talk about it, I will. Yeah. So, Whereas, I'm the opposite. Well, I I'll need push. someone to make me talk. And I'll push a little bit, yeah. and I can typically get a response. Because if someone says, I'm here, I'll just be like, all right, like, thanks, but I'll probably She won't take advantage of it. <laughs> so you gotta be like, what's wrong? <laughs> right. Have you thought about that? Right, yeah. But you didn't feel good. You kind of got to probe me. A little. And then she lets it out. And I'm the opposite where I'm like, truly, if someone says I'm here, I know. Right. And when I want to reach out, I will. And if I don't, then I'm all right. Mm -hmm. And I'll get through it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Maybe then that's how I go with the flow (laughs) when I'm in a funk. Right, yeah. And I think it's like... Because we don't know how long this pandemic is going to go, I think we do have to learn how to deal with different emotions while being in a pandemic because it is different 
we cannot cope in with everything in the normal way that we would. And so it is a different level of everything that we're going through because we got extra restrictions till who knows when. I mean, I don't know. I'm going back to work in three weeks, but... Oh, that concerns me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is a big learning experience of, like, heightened levels of our normal. Yeah, and I just feel like... And normal stresses of life. Because, uh, once again, I am a planner. Mm-hmm. The unknown already freaks me. Mm-hmm. So, and that was even before COVID. Like, me being like, I think I want to do this in two years, but I don't know. So, with the COVID, for me, it does add an extra level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with certain goals or certain things that I probably need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Certain marks of success by certain ages and stuff like that. I already know that's yeah. probably... Prob- most of that is problematic in the way I... I do wonder how um, vision boards will look for next year for people. I mean, I'm, I, we can look at mine. And I Some of the stuff I've been able to say yes. Some yeah. of the stuff is like, no. Yeah. I, think, I think if anything, for me, I just feel like I hope to do this. Like, I feel mm-hmm. more like that. That there'll be more aspiration. It's like... I hope vision this. you can't control. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's how I You feel. don't know if I'm going to be able to go on a trip. Like I hope. Right. You know, yeah. I feel like that's more of my feelings. Gonna, yeah, we're going to have to change the name to Aspiration Board. So, yeah. Because we don't know how the winter is about to be. Yeah. So, we will see. <laughs> we shall. And I'm sure somebody going to come out with doing one online. I'm, I hope they build in that app now. <laughs> to do a vision board online. But... Um, if y'all have any of the similar feelings that we're feeling right now, you know, talk to us, vibe with us, let us know what maybe has worked for y'all that is not something that we mentioned. Um, cause like I said, it's been what, six months. So the fact that someone will go through a funk at some point during this pandemic is very realistic. So let us know how y'all dealing with it. Um, Of course, like Shanae mentioned earlier, make sure you keep up with us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us if you have topic suggestions, anonymous questions, want to have a conversation about something privately. You can email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. And and as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.